1: Are you stuck in a health routine and don't know how to get out of it? Is keeping the weight off and living healthy a challenge? Welcome to I Don't Want to Be Fat. Your host is Marcus Aurelius. Take an hour right now and learn how to improve what you eat, how you exercise, and your everyday lifestyle. You'll look better, and more importantly, you'll feel better. Now, here is Marcus Aurelius.
0: Hey! Back again, America. Here we are, Friday morning. Uh, on the I Don't Want to Be Fat show, yay, on the Health and Wellness channel of Voice America. My number, if you want to call me today, is one eight double six four seven two five seven nine two. 472 5792 Or if you want to, you can contact me at Marcus underscore Aurelius, A-U-R-E-L-I-U-S, at live.com. <laughs> I've always wanted to say that. Well, guys, today is a really, really exciting show. I am excited because what I'm talking about today, about working out right for your body type, (laughs) is exactly what I encountered this morning on my way to work. If you remember last week when I started the show, I said to you, it's all about getting in a routine. If you can make your life more routine oriented you're less likely to have to make uh, decisions. Because when you make a decision, you usually shoot from the hip, and with the immediate information you have before you, usually those decisions aren't the best ones. For instance, if you make working out a part of your life and you do it all the time, then it becomes a part of you. But if you get into a position where if you have to choose whether you work out or go do something else or you just want to have a break, then you'll probably make the wrong decision and not continue in your routine and that puts you in a position where you can be taken advantage of or exploited alright so anyway I wanted to talk to you again about direction in setting your goals okay (laughs) this is a great subject I've been wanting to talk about this since I started this show alright first of all where do we start do we go join a gym and do what we need to do no don't do that because you're just looking for trouble all right, Most of us, we can't make a sharp change from one direction to another. It has to be a gradual change. There are things that you can do before you start joining a gym. Because you have to understand how working out affects you financially, personally, and physically. Okay, And the other thing, too, is that you have to train yourself to be teachable. If you're going to go in a new direction, don't bring some hardened concepts that you learned from school or that you've picked up along the way or that you've heard from the TV because usually if it's on the TV it's a lie it's not true it's a show and drama or um, cause and effect sells the show okay you need something that works for you so how much is it gonna cost me well we already discussed in one of my earlier shows that you're probably a lot it's a lot easier to start investing in yourself than it is investing in your health plan because your health plan is going to rape you I mean it's going to take everything from you if you're not healthy or living right or doing the things that you need to do to have a good life then there's going to be consequences and you can deny that all you want and think that you're okay but I'm telling you when you start getting older especially if you hit 30 and you're not used to being active your body's going to go downhill really really quickly Now. Uh, This morning, I was on my way to the show, and if you remember, I was talking about when I come to a show, I usually come an hour before I'm supposed to, I practice everything, I've got my script, I've got my, uh, my plan for the show all written out, and I'm ready to go. So when the show's here, I'm already warmed up and ready. Well this morning, wouldn't you believe it, they're working on the road that I take to come here. Now, usually I vow half an hour to do that. But you know what? Today, it was more than half an hour. It took me almost two hours to do 16 miles. I cannot believe it. I didn't get here to the show until about 15 minutes ago. I'm like, whoa, dude. I'm going to miss my flow. I'm going to miss everything. But what I did was I girded my loins. No, I know how to set up the computer. I know how to get into my studio, I know how to get things done effectively, because I've already trained myself in that direction. Now remember, before the show, I also take two hours out for myself to get myself mentally prepared and go over the plan. Now because this plan is a part of me, I know where it's going. So when I arrive late, I'm not ready And I get here fifteen minutes before I'm supposed to. I'm like, oh my God. I've only got fifteen minutes to get ready for the show. But you know what? Because my lifestyle reflects who I am, it only took me fifteen minutes to get ready. I was prepared. I was ready to go. Now, that's the problem with working out, is that we're not ready, we're not prepared. And we put ourselves in a position where we're unable. When you're working out, you have to understand that, number one, you've got to teach yourself how to make time. You've got to set aside a time for you to have time to work out. Now, if you're setting yourself huge goals, like being able to work out two hours a day to start off with, you've missed it. You can't do that. It's not going to work, okay, because you're going to get tired and bored with that. No, what you need to do is interject it in between your time. Like, for instance, when you get up in the morning, you know, do a couple of squats. Do a couple of push-ups if you can. Do something. Get moving. Or go for a walk around the block. Go for a walk around your field. Go for a walk somewhere, but do something. Get your mind straight. Even if you have to take your coffee with you, do that too. But do something. All right? That's making time. Make about 15, 20 minutes for yourself. When... You make time for that in your life, and it becomes part of your routine. You already, you've already you already made something for yourself. When you go to work, instead of parking the car right next to the building, park it from the furthest direction away and start making time to walk to the job. Make time to make time for yourself. When it comes to lunch, or it takes a break, or you have to go to another floor, instead of taking the elevator, take the stairs. Okay? You want to try and make time in your routine that you have now, to go in a different direction but you want to make small changes make it small okay with your family time okay if you're young and single that's fine you don't need family time most of us join a gym or something like that because you want to meet somebody you want to make friends probably meet a girl because that's where all the good-looking girls go alright so you need but when you're older you're not looking for girls (laughs) you're looking you're looking to go in a different direction okay So, family time. Now, there are those gyms that encompass a whole family lifestyle, like the YMCA. There's Lifetime Fitness. There's other gyms that that do stuff like that, you know, Golds, 24-Hour Fitness. There's loads of places like that. But what you need to do before you join a gym is look what kind of entertainment there are for the children. Do they have a good daycare? Do they have somewhere where the kids can look forward to it, that they can enjoy it? Do they have a pool where we can all go and have fun together? Do they have uh, activities for both you and the kids together? You know, if you're making this a lifestyle, then you need to sort of make your way in that direction. Okay? Really, really important. I want you to think about that. Okay? Don't just join a gym because it's flash; it's got all this stuff. Okay? And we're going to talk about that later. I'm going to talk about gyms being a business and gyms being a place of gain uh, of knowledge and of understanding, okay? Because there's different levels of gyms, and you have to find the right one for yourself. Okay, now, work. As I say, if you're going to work, and you're you're subject to overtime or stress or all kinds of things, you know, you need to take a break. When you look at an object too long, you become disorientated with it. You're not, uh, you know, you can't see the, the, the tree for the trees. You understand what I'm saying? So, t- get up. In old America, people used to go take cigarette breaks. You know, it's found that when you take a cigarette break, although the cigarette's not good for you, you come back more focused because you've taken a break from the situation. Most people are s- smoke because they're addicted to a routine. So that's another plus about smoking. Not that I agree with it, though. But the thing is, is you need to incorporate that in your time. If your boss allows you to have cigarette breaks, then surely they should allow you to have personal breaks. There is nothing at work that's so important that you cannot take a break for yourself. You need to do that because if you don't, your cost-effectiveness or your ability to understand or react to certain situations starts to decrease. Now, as I said to you, the best way to eat is to take a meal with you, put it right in front of your computer or where you're working so it's there available to you. When you look at it, it makes you hungry. So you want to start eating a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit here, a little bit there. You start educating yourself subconsciously about eating right. As when we talked about diet, remember, you're a chemical plant. You want to pick the foods that are nutritionally beneficial to you. Now, I'm I'm going to interject something personally here. I, I really, these nutritionists, you need to be slapped in the face because you keep saying the same thing one thing one hand, one thing in the other hand, and it's really irritating. Yogurt is good for you because it has bacteria. Low-fat yogurt, not good for you because it has added sugars, chemically altered sugars. So it may be good for you on one hand, but the sugars do more harm for you, especially if you're eating too much sugar, than they're supposed to. So look, please. This diet stuff, this low-fat stuff, stop it. It's not about the fat, it's about the bacteria that's inside of these things. They're very good for you, okay? The biggest trouble with these artificially manufactured sugars is, remember, they're a chemical, so they're subject to their surroundings. You don't know what surroundings that food has got to before it gets to you, okay? And. It's funny that all these nutritionists say stay away from chemically processed foods, and then they introduce, well, but you need to have this diet stuff with the chemically altered sugar. I mean, just stand for reason. Can you see what I'm talking about here? Okay, I'm sorry, that's a pet peeve. I wanted to get on on my high horse and talk about that, but it's a wire from my plan, and I don't want to do that. Okay, so as I say, your work affects your eating. Your social life affects your eating. So you've got to try and develop a routine. If you're trying to make time to work out, you need to make time to eat. If you've got a family and you're sticking to a routine, then you need to teach your family that routine. You know, I get up early in the morning and prepare a salad for myself, which I eat all throughout the day. When I come home at the evening, we have a family meal. But because I'm full, I don't eat that much. I just enjoy the social time with my family. I I make food, instead of it being a chore or you know, eating myself stupid, or just eating because I'm eating, or my wife cooks incredibly good food, I'm trying to discipline myself to just eat just a little bit here and a little bit there. Sometimes when I sit down and eat, I'll hardly eat anything, and then later on I'll come back and eat some more. You see what I'm saying? I'm trying to keep my portions low and slow. Not trying to gorge everything and rush everything. You've got to learn to take your time. When you go and eat out, if you're going to eat out with friends and have a good time and enjoy your friends, sure, go out with them. But you don't need to be getting the tea. You can have a glass of water. You don't need to be getting the sodas. You can have a glass of water. You don't need to be eating all these foods. Because usually if you go and eat at a restaurant, they usually have a lot of trans fats, a lot of salts, a lot of things that aren't really good for you. Because remember, it's a restaurant. So the criteria for the food is a lot different from the criteria from the food that you have at home. It's not as fresh. It comes from a, a supplier. Okay, So, you know, eat wine. Eat the high-fiber foods. They'll fill you up. They'll give you energy. And don't eat fast. Train yourself to eat slowly. The slower you eat, the more effective your stomach will burn calories. Because obviously, if you overwork yourself at the gym, you're going to be tired and you're going to take a longer break between sets. So if you're eating out and you gorge yourself, you're going to get tired because your body's going to have to recover from that food intake. You see what I'm saying? All right. The other thing is lifestyle. I, I, I want to touch on lifestyle because it's really important. It's amazing the amount of emails I've got from people who have started this course of working out in one direction and they're starting to lose their friends. You know, it's sad because a lot of these friends, they've, they've taken a long time to develop these relationships with. Well there's a reason that happens. You're going in a different direction from where your friends are going. You know, if you go out with the boys on Friday night and you go drinking, well, you're you're trying to affect a healthy lifestyle. I'm not saying stop going out with the boys. I'm saying if you're going out, don't go out and drink too much because you're taking away from what you're trying to do. Don't And, and, and if you're under that influence and you can't handle it, then enjoy your friends for a short period of time and then go do something else. Okay? These are small little adjustments that you have to make. Once you start controlling those adjustments, once you start getting into the, to the right uh, routine by making a, a lot of small little adjustments, then you're ready to start making your first big adjustment. A lot of people uh, don't make working out a choice. They, uh, you have to make it a lifestyle. You know, when you start working out, you start moving towards a direction you've never been before the things that you're leaving behind, whether it's your friends, whether it's a way of life, they seem a lot more appealing when you're not doing them anymore. So you have to make the decision and the disciplined choice to make them, let them go. Now that doesn't mean that you're boring, it doesn't mean that you're a failure, it doesn't mean that you're, you know, you're a bad person necessarily. It means that you're making a lifestyle choice. But you have to understand that when you let that go, there are other things to come take the place of those. You know, you meet more active friends, friends that have a lot more in common with you because you're doing, taking a new style of life. You know, like, for instance, when you go out on the weekends with your family, go hiking. Guess what? You'll meet another family doing the same thing. When you go out for walks in the morning, you know, you never know. <laughs> you might meet somebody else. And that brings me to a story. I want to give you a funny story. I'm all about working out and working out right. Well, I have the, one of the things I try and do for people is the most important thing. It's a small change, but it's a big change. It's about posture. It's about working out right. Now if you're going walking in the morning, sure you can go do the power walk, but that's momentum. Alright? So what I tell my people to do is I get them to put a pole on the back of their shoulders and make their arms out nice and wide so that they're being crucified. What that does is it makes them walk upright. Well, when you're walking like that, you're training yourself to have good posture, okay? And the thing is is that when you have good posture, you burn twice as many calories with good posture than you do if you don't. One of the things I've noticed about big people is they have terrible posture. They really do. But their weight affects their strength, so they tend to use more momentum than they do strength. So that's why it's very hard for them to burn calories. So... What I do is I make them walk around with a pole. So when they get up in the morning and they go for a walk somewhere or do something, they're walking with the pole on their back, standing up straight, walking correctly. And, of course, they can't walk as far because it's a lot more demanding on them. It's a lot more tiring because you're burning calories rather than burning momentum. You know what I'm saying? Well, anyway, this lady I had went on this cruise. So every morning what she would do before everyone got up was that she'd get on the deck, she'd put that pole on her shoulders, and she'd walk around the deck. And every time she was doing that, there was this lady who'd just look at her so intently. Well, she blew it off because she knew that most people think she's crazy because she was used to it, because she'd walk down the park with this pole on her on her back. And she, about four days into the cruise, this lady stopped her. She said, "I gotta ask." She said, "It's killing me. I gotta know." is your trainer Marcus Aurelius and the woman said yes she said I love that guy (laughs) and she made a new friend and in fact they go on cruises together now it's just funny that because of something I showed her she had something to share with somebody else And I just thought that was the funniest thing ever but anyway I I digress okay so what I'm trying to say to you is is that yes if you go forward you gotta count the cost it's gonna cost you a few friends going to cost you a few relationships. Working out isn't a science. It's a way of life. It's subject to change because the things influencing your life change. Remember what I said about eating? You're a chemical plant. You have to determine what works for you and what doesn't work. What you do is you start off with the basic food groups, the simple foods, the foods that your body can digest. You stay away from anything that's chemical. You know, strudels, pop-tarts, you want to stay away from granola, you want to stay away from diet stuff, you want to stay with food that's whole, vegetables, you know, organic meat, or if you can't afford organic meat, cheaper meat, you know, like chicken and stuff like that. Now listen, chicken is the most affected food as far as um, salts and uh, enzymes and stuff that you can buy anywhere, but the good thing with chicken, that's why chicken has a lot of fat, Because that's where all that stuff is. So take all that fat off the chicken, and you've still got a healthy chicken. Okay? So just a little heads up for you there. All right. So, (sighs) now I've lost my direction. I'm talking about lifestyles. Okay. So what you want to try and do is affect a lifestyle. You want to try and keep your diet nice and healthy. You want to try and keep things healthy. Now, I would suggest if you start working out, you know, try and get a blood test so you can see what levels are higher. You know, like iron, for instance. Don't just get an iron test. There's there's plenty of little plate, you know, other irons in your body that needs to be tested, okay? But get an all round basic uh, uh, test on your blood so that you can see uh, if your magnesium level's too high, if your vitamin C level's too low, if you've got enough protein in your system, if your testosterone is being affected, if your uh, women organs are being affected. You need to keep an eye on that kind of stuff just to be wise, all right? So anyway, with this new lifestyle, and you start making yourself more active, you start eating right, you start changing things in your lifestyle, you know, then it affects your attitude. So that determines your direction and your worth, because once you start having small successes, you're ready to start moving up to bigger successes. The bigger successes you have from making small little changes in your life, the more ready you are to encompass working out. Now... Time. You have to make time to enjoy yourself too. If you're working out and you've set yourself a routine that's too hard for you, you've, you've failed already. You're not going to make it. Because if it becomes work, it's no longer fun. If it's no longer fun, it's work. And if something better comes up, all right, guys, it looks like I'm going to have to take a break here. I've just given the subtle hint. So we're going to come back in a minute and we're going to talk about how to work out, okay? The moment we're just going over diet, we're just going over making small changes, we're going about changing your direction to where you should go. Because remember, once you sign a contract at a gym or once you're established in a gym, you can't get out and you don't want to pay for something that you're not going to do because it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. All right, we're going to break. I'll see you when I come back in a few moments you have a great day, if you need to call me, call me at one 472 5792 or you can get hold of me on my internet, which is marcus-aurelius-at-live.com. underscore Aurelius at live.com. I'll be back after the break. Have fun.
2: A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness.
1: Have you figured out what's not working in your sex life? Could you use a little help Join your host, Tamaron, for Let's Figure It Out Intimately. Tamaron has had both highs and lows in her sex life. She uses her experiences to teach you some basic techniques on how to create more fun, intimacy, and pleasure. Her guests also come from the sexual health and wellness industry. And together, Tamaron and her guests will help you get the sex life you've always longed for. Let's figure it out. Intimately Airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on the Voice America Health & Wellness Channel.
2: Cancer is not something to be taken lightly. But instead of being talked at by doctors, medical providers, and others, wouldn't it be nice to hear from a host who has worked at the cancer coalface for 38 years as a caregiver, supporter for 14,000 patients, and who has had the experience of having a life-threatening condition herself? You will hear the stories of survivors and other people who work in breakthrough cancer medicine. Navigating the Cancer Maze with host Grace Goller. We'll help you with the facts, planning, and grief experienced with different forms and stages of cancer. Listen every Friday at 12 noon U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
1: You are listening to I Don't Want to Be Fat with Marcus Aurelius. Call into the show today at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Marcus underscore Aurelius at live.com. Now back to, I don't want to be fat.
0: Hey, 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 back again. (laughs) I had to quickly run around the block so I could get my energy going and get pumped for the show because I didn't have time to do it this morning. You know what I'm saying? Making the best of my time where I'm at. Okay, so how do we define time? Have you noticed that when there's something that you want to do or something that you enjoy doing, that you always make time to do that thing, but... If there's something you don't enjoy and something you need to avoid, you make time to not make time. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying is this. If you're not enjoying your workouts, then you've already lost. A lot of people are guilty about their weight and their condition and the way they look and the way that they see themselves. So they think the best way to overcome that is to beat themselves up. Don't do that. Don't do that. Look, working out takes a lot out of you because it affects every part of your life and it even affects you and your decision-making processes, okay? If you hate running, then don't run. Find someone that you can walk with and talk. That's working out. If you have to put the poles on your shoulder and walk together, you can bust everybody off the uh, pathway that comes in your direction, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Or take the dog for a walk. Do something with somebody, make it fun. For instance, you know, I know we're busy getting the kids ready, but train the kids first or get them to come with you. Do something, you know, do things to help you where you need to go. Train yourself, be open to suggestions. The one thing about this show is that I'm not telling you what's wrong or right. I'm just telling you things that I've learned and I'm trying to prepare you for a decision that you're going to make as far as working out goes. So if you're working too hard, then you're not going to want to do it. You're always going to find an excuse not to do it. That's the biggest trouble with a gym. Now, this is a very personal subject because it hits me right in my heart. Okay, Gyms used to be for people who wanted to make working out a way of their life. It wasn't a business. It was a place where you could go to meet friends and do things that were fun. And you could come and go at your leisure and do what you wanted. You know, you'd pay your dollar each month or however much it cost you. Or uh, uh. When I first started working out, I used to work out in a gym called Danny's Gym in Falmouth, Cornwall. And this guy, he was huge. He was a great guy. And he had so much knowledge and information. I used to glean so much wisdom off of him. Even... Even to this day, I still think about what he was able to do. But what affected me was the results that he got. He made goals for himself and, and determined the way of life. And it was influential on me. It changed my life because of the success that he had. And he was a wonderful guy. If you hadn't got a pound, or that's what it cost me to go every time I went was a pound, was that, pay me next time. You know, he loved what he did. But over the last couple of years, um, gyms have changed. They require a lot more of you. They are no longer a place to work out. They are a business. Okay, now, there's nothing wrong in having a business, but let's look at their model, all right? Now, usually most gyms can only hold, you know, smaller gyms, especially in rural areas, can only hold about 20 people or 30 people at maximum, okay? Uh, These bigger gyms, like in Austin, we have Gold's Gym and uh, Lifetime Fitness, and they can probably hold like three or four hundred people at one time. Now, I want to show you something. The membership of these gyms, rurally, is probably about a thousand, but they can only hold thirty or forty people. Well, what happens? What they do is they sell you an image that we've got all the latest gear, we've got all this, we have that, we have this, we have these people here to do that for you. We have sunbeds, we, stu- we have massage parlors, we have haircut places, we, we even have a cafe and a bar. Ooh, that's so fun. But, you know, the thing is, that's not, they're selling an image. You know, a lot of these local gyms, people are, like myself I have set myself up in a gym I know what I'm doing I'm very good at what I'm doing and I've been doing it for a long period of time the people that affected my life were people who had more knowledge in their little finger than most trainers today will ever encompass in their life I don't mean to be rude when I say that it's a fact you know so and I have had some incredible mentors in my life they're absolutely fantastic but they influenced me because they were a part of my life. I didn't have to pay to see them. I didn't have to pay to spend time with them. They they, they, they liked me because of who I was. You know, when you go to a gym, you've got to see what sort of people are there. Are they the people that you like? Is that a place where you could bring your family and feel safe with those kids? Can your kids have a life there? You know, these are very, very important factors because what it is, when they sell you an image... They know that 80% of the time, once you sign that contract, you will never go to that gym. Never. Perhaps once or twice. So, as I say, most of these gyms, even a big gym can probably only hold about 400, but their membership is probably like five or 6,000 people. How can they do that? Because they know they have a business model. They have a model that says, hey, these are all the people that we've got, but only a few percentage of them are going to show up. You know, and the biggest problem with business is that it attracts more business. For instance, the insurance companies. They would like their people who uh, are a part of their insurance to be healthier and fitter. So what do they do? They get together with these big businesses. And they uh, pay for their members to become members. But the problem is, is that it doesn't cost the member anything. It's free, or they only pay a small percentage of that. Which is great. In theory, that's fantastic. But the problem is is that they're selling an image. They're not selling the truth. They're not selling a direction. They're selling a business. They're not looking out after you. They're not involved. They don't care. They're looking at the bottom line. The biggest trouble with America here recently is that we look at the bottom line. When you look at the bottom line, you don't understand who your company is or who your business is. People make money, but they're individuals. They have their own individual needs. You need to have somebody that you can relate to. I mean, when you go to a gym and sign up, the guy who's going to sign you up is going to become your best friend. He's going to love you. He's going to know everything about you. You're going to think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Next time you come to the gym and he's got your money, he ain't got the time of day for you. Have you ever noticed that? Why? Because he works off commission. He's paid to be friendly. He's paid to sell as many memberships as he can. So, if you're going to join a gym, you better be aware that most of the time, you're not going to go there. So, you need to make time for yourself. When you're doing things by yourself and encompassing friends of your own to do your own thing, then perhaps those big bigfalutin' gyms aren't for you. Now, when you're younger, it's a lot different because obviously the girls go there to look pretty and the guys go there to look masculine and, and, and hunky and look good. I know I did. So I know if I made that decision for that reason, then obviously a lot of other people are doing that for their decision. They're not happy with the way they look. So that's why I'm saying get a, get a plan together. Start at home. When you can make time for yourself, then you can make time to join a gym. When you join a gym, don't join it because of the stuff. Join it because you're looking for knowledge. You know, I like Angie's List. Angie's List has a, a, has a, a, a line for trainers. And they have all the good trainers on there. You know, listen to the reports. Listen to what they say. Then you can sign up with that trainer. Now, don't get into a contract, but just get into a workout schedule with him to see if you like him. A lot of these trainers are young because they have an image to portray at the gym. Young trainers are good for young people. But if you're older and more mature, you don't want some young, young guy. You want somebody who you can relate to somebody who who cares for you, somebody who can uh, have the understanding to know what direction you need to take, somebody who's involved. If you're a client, then you've made made a bad mistake. You need that personal trainer to become your friend. Now, you do need to set boundaries there, too, because, unfortunately, when you start working out the emotional value it plays on you, it just gets rid of a lot of stress. So you say things that you probably wouldn't say to other people. You know, it's like uh, paintball. (laughs) <laughs> you know paintball is a great form of working out okay but usually when you show up you don't know any of the people alright so you go out and play but you if you if, you, if you go like myself I go play paintball in the woods I meet a whole bunch of guys I've never met before but by the end of the paintball because we so shared a life and death situation together we're the best of friends you know you can open up because you shared a life changing event without getting hurt yay that's the way you need to make your workouts you know a life-changing event where you can share with people who can put knowledge into you and you can put knowledge into them but I'm telling you more often than not depending on your personality type if you go to these big super gyms you are a customer. and if you want to be just a customer that's fine if you like keeping yourself to yourself that's great but if you have a purpose and you're trying to make this a lifestyle you want to have surround yourself with a support group that you can relate to People that can put wisdom into your lives, or people that can show you things that they've learned, you know you want to share with people. But a lot of these gyms, because people don't are disorientated, not disoriented what's the word I'm looking uh, disenfranchised from each other. They, they don't have any contact with each other. They go, they do their thing because they have machines, they watch the TV, they have their iPods on, they have, they're have watching the TV show, you know, they don't even notice that you're there. Is that what you want for your working out? Well, I'm sorry. Unless you're that type of person, it's not going to work for you. Okay? So you really need to find out what sort of gym. You want them to sow seed into you, not for you to sow seed into them. It's very, very important. And now, when you first start working out, you need not to become, join every uh, boot camp that you can join. You need to work out according to your body type. Okay? If you're big... And overweight, then you need to do cardio. Now, listen to me. You cannot go running, okay? Do not do that. You will hurt yourself. You not if you weigh 300 pounds, you're not designed to be a long distance runner, okay? So, you need to get on a treadmill and learn how to do cardio. Now, I'm going to share with you one of the most effective cardio routines and prosperous cardio routines that you've ever heard of before. Okay, It's not one of those you program into the computer, it's like this. You get on the, on the treadmill and you find out a speed that you're comfortable at. Usually it's about 2.5. If you're walking on a flat piece of ground at 2.5, that's a start. Okay, And you do that for five minutes. Well, after your five minutes, your body's warmed up enough, you've got blood flowing throughout your body, so you put the incline up to seven. Okay? Ooh, it's a little harder. Now, at first, you probably won't be able to do that without holding on. So what your goal is here, you're going to set yourself a goal. You're going to learn how to do that without holding on. Don't try and do it to the point that you can't do it. But you have got to learn to start working with that. Okay? You set your goal. You're on incline seven, and you're going to do that for another five minutes. Okay? Well, it's going to take a little bit more out of you because your body's having to work now. Okay? So, after you've done that for five minutes, then you want to put it on incline 10. If you do that for 10 minutes, it might, first starting off, you probably won't won't be able to do it. That's fine. So, your goal here is to try and do it for another five minutes, okay? Take a break, okay? Just take a break. If it's too fast for you because it's exhausting, slow the machine down, but try and do the five minutes, okay? Don't try and kill yourself with this, okay? You've got, this is a starting point, all right? So, you've done 15 minutes on the treadmill, okay? Take a break, take a break. Get your blood flow back. Get your heart rate down. Take your time, okay? Now, get back on the treadmill and start at level 10 again, and you're going to start doing five minutes. Yes, it's going to be hard. Now, if you can't do another five minutes, that's fine. Turn the speed down, but do the work. Try and get through the next five minutes, all right? Then after you've done done that, you're going to go to level 12 and do the self-same thing again. And then eventually you're going to do level 15. Now, after about a month of doing that, you'll be able to do that for 30 minutes without holding on. And I tell you what, that is probably the greatest accomplishment that you will ever make in training because you've made your first goal. And you know that when you've done that, it's all downhill from here. Okay? So once you've established that first goal and been able to do that, you're, you need to pat yourself on the back because now comes the fun part. You are now healthy enough to start working out. Anyway, we're going to take a break here. I uh, hope you're gleaning some great nuggets of information from this. Please call me, one eight six six four seven two five seven nine two or email me at Marcus underscore Aurelius at live.com. I'll see you after the break. Have fun. Go run around the real fast.
2: Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. There are all kinds of issues which can affect our relationships, our families, our workplaces and communities tune into breakthrough with michael pipich for a clearer understanding to what these issues of modern life are and what kind of solutions are being presented and discussed michael and his guests will talk about teen suicide ptsd alcohol and drug abuse bipolar disorders and more it's deeper understanding of our life and healing Breakthrough with Michael Pippich is heard every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time. Noon Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness.
1: Why do people behave the way they do? The study of human behavior is one of the most interesting facets of life. Human behavior gets played out in a limitless number of ways. Now, there's a radio program that explains the why and the how of what we do. Human behavior. What a Trip, is hosted by Dr. Jonathan Brouwer and will include interesting guests as well as call interaction from people like you. Let's have fun with this together. Listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness.
2: Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
1: You are listening to I Don't Want to Be Fat with Marcus Aurelius. Call into the show today at one 472 5792 That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to marcus underscore aurelius at live.com. Now back to I Don't Want to Be Fat.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, people. The reason I'm laughing is because I have a joke for you that I just made up. When is a treadmill not a treadmill? When it becomes a clothes hanger. (laughs) Why is that funny? Well, most of us, as I say, when we get inspired to start working out, we put the treadmill in our bedroom or we put it in a garage. All right. So when you're all keen and you're doing your stuff, it's great. You use it all the time. But when you get bored and disorientated, or disconfabulated or uh, not interested in working out anymore, you know what you use the treadmill for? You hang your clothes. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, that's when a treadmill is no longer a treadmill, all right? But look, as I say, when you start making your first goal and you can do what I told you to do as far as working out, about trying to do 30 minutes on the treadmill without holding on and getting to the highest incline that is a tremendous goal that means that your cardio rate is starting to get up then of course you can start learning how to work out well where do I start with my working out well the biggest mistake most people make is that they start using weights well that's not a good thing okay you need to learn how to work out without weights okay the first thing that you need to learn how to establish is how to lift your own body weight Now, this really applies for people who are rather large, okay, because I'm going to start with them first because more often than not, most people that come to the gym are large, okay, and they're embarrassed about their size, and, you know, they wear big baggy shirts and baggy T-shirts because they don't want people to know how fat they really are, okay, which is great workout clothes, by the way, just so you know that. So, what you want to try and do with your workouts is learn to lift your own body weight. You want to start to learn how to do sit-ups without sitting up. What? Right. This is how you do that. You lay on the ground, and what you want to try and do is put your elbows by your side so that your body or your torso is at a 40-degree angle or a 45-degree angle, and put your legs out straight. Okay? What you want to try and do to start off with is bring your knees to your chest and then take them out nice and slowly, not fast, slowly, until you feel the pressure on your stomach. When you feel that pressure, you can either increase the pressure by making your legs go out further or you can just hold it where it is there so you can get used to that pressure. Then bring your legs back and put them out so that they go on the ground. That's your starting point. Your finishing point should be, when you're more than able to do that, is being at that 40-degree angle and keep lifting your legs straight up in the air just to about four or five inches off the ground so that you can feel it on your stomach and holding it there for like uh, five seconds okay and then you wanna add a little variety to it you can either put your legs wide apart put them together then lift your legs straight up in the air and down again that's one or you can just lift one leg up in the air down to the five inches above the ground and then lift the other leg up in the air down hold it and then both down and both up you know there's a lot of varieties that you can put in that place but that's where you need to start Okay, so now you're doing your cardio and you're doing some ab exercises. That particular ab exercise is really, really good because what it does is it builds, starts building your core. And when you're big, although you may have a lot of strength there as far as um, lifting your weight, when you start to progress to lifting weights, you'll have a little bit more strength to enable you to lift those weights. That's where a trainer comes in handy. It's really good. People that know, they're not quick to put you on machines. If they are, that's how you tell a good trainer from a bad one. If a trainer is quick to put you on all these fantastic machines and all these gadgets, no, don't do that. Okay? Don't. It's a waste of time because you're going to get hurt. You need to keep your workouts simple. You need to keep them entertaining. If you do it with someone, you can talk to them. If you have a trainer that's spending personal time with you, then, you know, you can talk with each other and establish a relationship. Remember, relationships are really important towards working out, because it's like when you go out to have a drink with a friend, you're going to have a drink with that friend because you enjoy his company. The alcohol or whatever you're drinking, you know, it lubricates the conversation. You understand what I'm saying? Well, you want to lubricate the conversation with the trainer. That's why it's very important to relate to the person that you're working out, okay? Now, keeping your workout simple are really, really good. You need to find out the basic uh, dynamics of working out, stretching yourself. You need to be able to have full range of motion. The more flexible you are, the fitter you'll become. Unfortunately for me, I have a real problem with flexibility because, as I said, I was a powerlifter. But you know, being a powerlifter is great because you can lift a lot of weight. But usually you're a lot heavier than most people because of the muscle tone. But on top of that, you're not usually as flexible as most other people. Uh, that's called being muscle bound or um, Uh, more muscle-bound, you know. It's great being strong, but if you're not healthy with it, then that weight is actually uh, not good for you. You're carrying too much. As I said to you before in my earlier show, one of the hardest things I'm having to uh, deal with now as a powerlifter is getting used to not being 350 pounds and getting down to 250 pounds. Losing 100 pounds is not easy, but I've set goals for myself like I'm trying to share with you. Don't think that because I'm a trainer that I don't have to set myself the same goals. Don't think I haven't been down this road before. You know, direction is really, really good because when you know where you're going, you know where you're aiming for. You need to aim yourself to the way that you need to to go. You understand what I'm saying? Please aim. Aim for something. It doesn't matter if you miss, you get another try. Look, when you work out, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. You're going to hurt yourself, no matter how careful you are. But, you know, in life, the greatest adversity, that's where you gain your most knowledge. Okay, Don't try and cut corners when it comes to working out. Don't set strongholds in yourself. The biggest problem about being a trainer is that you, know, you meet a lot of strongholds. For instance, uh, a lot of trainers are educated as far as they go to school. They learn certain dynamics and certain things, which is great if you're <laughs> – if you know how to apply them but if you have limited experience that doesn't apply to most people you see experience is where you learn more from somebody you know experience tells people don't work too hard work more effectively like my treadmill routine it's an effective workout you'll burn more calories doing that than if you ran on the treadmill for four hours isn't that amazing do you have four hours to spare no i don't think so it's like experience in eating you know most nutritionists they don't know you they have a plan that they know that works but you know what you may have some things chemical plant remember your chemical plant that they're suggesting that don't work for you but you have to find that out that's not the nutritionist job they can just put you in a certain area I deal with people on a personal basis all the time so I have been able to identify people and the way they work out and what they do you know One of the most scariest facts in the whole world is that when you go – when I go to a gym and I see people squatting, deadlifting, and bench pressing and using these fly machines, 99% of the people that are doing that, including the trainers, don't know what they're doing. How do I know that? Because I am only one of eight people I think in the whole world that's ever bench pressed over 800 pounds. I didn't learn that at school. I had to have experience with that. You know, I'm 350 pounds getting back to 250 pounds. <laughs> when I was young, I could eat what I wanted, do what I wanted, and be able, enable myself to go anywhere and, and do anything and be indestructible. As I've got older, I don't have that grace. My body doesn't react the same way it used to. I'm older, so I have experience in that. That's stuff that you can't teach, that's stuff that you learn. Most people take advantage of the psychology of something. You're fat, you're overweight, so you're guilty. So now for you have to pay the price by killing yourself. Look, when you're young, you can recover a lot quicker. When you're older, you can't. If training is your way of life and you have a job where you have to get up at four o'clock in the morning to go to some meeting, you know, you're crawling on the floor just to get to the meeting, that's not clever. When you're in pain, it's a distraction. You have to have a workout that, in a, that works with the way you live. Don't allow the way you live to subjugate the way, uh, you know, uh, be determined by the way you work out. What I mean by that is that's an oxymoron. Okay, what I'm saying is this is, is that you need to have a workout that has effective goals to reach where you want to go. You want to be able to get up early for work. You want to be energized. You want to be able to do your work, come home, enjoy your kids. You don't want to be so sore that you can't get up in the morning. You don't want to be so hungry that you're subject to everything that you need to eat and temptation. You want want to have enough energy that you can get through the day without being groggy at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. You know, these are educational points that you need to learn and be effective to. Remember, if you're eating vegetables and fiber, it's going to empower your body. It's going to give you energy. If you're drinking sodas and eating burgers, it's going to slow you down and make you sleepy. If you're not drinking water, guess what? Your body's not working properly. It's like putting uh, uh, one quart in an engine that takes five quarts. It's not healthy. It's going to kill you. Okay? You need to work in some sort of wisdom. If you have chosen a path to work out in and you are not having the effects over a period of time that you need to reach your goals, then something's not right. The biggest trouble I find is that most people, they do everything right and they still don't lose weight. Why? Ha! Gotcha! Are any of you in that position where you work your little heart out and it's not working? Why? Well, something you're eating is not right. You don't make time for yourself. You're not doing what you're supposed to do. You're cheating. Why? Because something's wrong. Okay, now the biggest trouble with being overweight is that you may know it's overweight, but your body doesn't. You're always having to fight with your body because it wants to be fed and it wants to be 300 pounds. No, 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 no. You have to educate it, and you don't educate it by following a routine, you do it by making it a lifestyle. You know, I've had to put away the ice cream and the chocolates. I do it once a month, and I only have a small piece. But you know what? My, my body is satisfied with the way it feels. I'm healthy. As a result, when I eat those kind of things, I don't want it anymore. I've changed my attitude, not because of what I know, but because of what I've started to ingest. I've educated my body. You understand? It's, knowledge and workability are two totally different things. What you know doesn't always coincide with the direction you're going. Okay, if it's not working, it's because something is fundamentally wrong. You're doing something wrong. Okay, mainly a lot of the time is because you're trying to do too much too quickly. As I say, a lifestyle change is something you do to incorporate a lifestyle. It's not something you do to meet a quick goal. If you do that, as we talked about it in diets, when you eat the wrong sort of diet to get you to a certain weight, you're going to put it back on twice as fast as where you lost it. What you need to do is make it a lifestyle. That way you can adapt, your body can adapt to the different flavors and the different changes. Are you going to lose friends? Yes, you are. Are you going to lose contacts? Yes, you are. Is it going to affect your work? Yes, it is. Why? It affects your work because you become a lot more mentally agile. It puts you up to be favored more because you have a lot more abilities and a lot better personality. Eating the right sort of foods takes you out of the, hey, let's go down to the fast food restaurant and get a burger real fast. You don't do that because you have control. That means you've lost that friendship time. But that's because you have an overall goal. Now, if you enjoy being unhealthy and unfit, that's fine. But there are consequences to that decision. If you don't like working out, then you've got the wrong workout. If it comes down to a choice of whether you should do something or whether you you shouldn't do something, then you're definitely heading in the wrong direction. You know, you get married to a woman, or a woman gets married to a man because they have things in common, and they like being with each other, and the relationship goes from there. Working out is the same thing. You know, it's like when you go to a bar. You go to a bar that's lively and alive because you like that. But when you're older, you don't. You don't like the noise. You like to have time to fellowship and talk, so you go to those sort of bars. You know, it's the same with gyms. It's the same with working out. You need to find a workout that can incorporate you best. You need to discover who you are. And the more you are aware of yourself, the more confidence you have in yourself. When you have confidence in yourself, you're able to get a much better direction and a lot firmer foothold in the path of working out. Okay? These are very, very important factors as far as working out. It's your confidence level. If you don't have confidence in yourself, you're never going to reach the goals that you need to in your work life or in your social life if you if you if you're you know uh, not confident in who you are it affects the relationships that you have but if if you start getting a lot more confident in who you are and what you're doing it starts with the workout the same way if your workouts too hard and it's too much for you but because Joe Blows doing it down the road and it worked for him you're not Joe Blow okay start small small changes small changes become like a huge tidal wave because that will start affecting your life but if you start doing big changes first it's not gonna work because you're gonna be overwhelmed don't put yourself in that position Well, I'm gonna have to wrap the show up today but I hope I've given you some information for thought you know food for thought I hope I'm encouraging you and helping you come along in the way that you direction that you want to go look I love you America And I have all this experience. I want to share it with you. I want to be your trainer, and I want to be there for you. If you have questions, call me. Or if you don't want to call me, I know a lot of people don't, get on my email address, marcus Marcus underscore aurelius at live.com. Anyway, guys, that's the show for this week. I look forward to next week. We're going to continue on workout paths, what you should do and what you shouldn't do. Please tune in next week, and I look forward to hearing from you. Bye.
1: Thanks for tuning in today. Be sure to join Marcus Aurelius for another edition of I Don't Want to Be Fat next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. And live better.